<laughs> like when you're talking about developers or money in the business at all, it gets so depressing. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, it's like seriously, the metaphorical equivalent would be like a four-year-old kid just with a plate of pizza, just happy, and you just like run in, pour a pitcher <laughs> of water on it, and be like, the world's about making money, kid. <laughs> well, it's true. Enjoy your pizza, bitch. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know I have a very jaded outlook, but that's kind of how I see it. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming. Welcome to another episode of Horrible Gaming Podcast. You have decided to tune in, and uh, this one is going to be a real interesting one because filling in for a tiny wizard is Philbilly330. Yo, what's up, old man, fam? Phil Billy 330 here, back again, once again, on the podcast for, I don't know, maybe like the fourth, fifth time, something like that. I think this is your fifth time, man. I think this is your fifth time. And I do want to say big shout out to you, Phil. Uh, thank you for this, because just so that everybody knows, <laughs> before we get into the crux of the show, uh, Neil had to kind of take a week off for uh, kind of a, a personal emergency. It is not a bad one. Don't anybody out there worry about him he just he just couldn't do the podcast this week uh so phil billy decided to literally stead, step in 15 minutes before he started recording <laughs> yeah like literally 15. he is barely briefed on the talking points so this is going to be a real fly by the seat of your pants shit show so just so that everybody knows that ahead of time um but before we get further into it uh credits mark bell thank you so much for all the original graphics on this show uh, we appreciate that. And, of course, Nick Van Sliders, thank you for the theme song for this and all of the programming here on OMG Network. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to the top of the show, and that's Fan Traction. That's where we like to talk to you guys, the fans. We read out your comments in all the places that we can. Uh, we usually ask you guys a question. We use your comments to decide the Horrible Arena winners. Uh, just, just really a dialogue with you guys. Uh, so brings us to fan traction. Let's get right into the comments there, Phil Billy. Uh, and the torrent of Kev, Kev does not disappoint again. <laughs> Kev is always there, always there with comments. Uh, I thank you, Kev. Honestly, you make our show look way more popular than it is. Um, Kev too tall. The Spider-Man issue is a big F you from Square Enix. He is of course referring to the exclusivity exclusivity of spider-man to playstation in the marvel's avengers we talked about it in depth last week yeah, uh, yeah. this is a vote with your wallet moment cancel those pre-orders and don't buy the game you have to hit them where it counts um yeah i mean he's right uh it's just it puts you in a rough situation because people who are going to buy that game are going to buy that game you know what i mean and i, I don't fault him for it at the same time I definitely agree with Kev, but yeah. 
unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, I don't think um, as much as it'd be great if people truly did vote with their wallets, uh, it just it doesn't really happen. I mean, you can look at uh, Last of Us 2 as an example. That was a huge uh, shitstorm, and it still sold okay, great. You know, it comes down to the fact that you want to be part of that conversation. You know what I mean? Like you just, you don't want to be left out. Even if, even if everybody's saying it sucks, you don't want to be the person who doesn't get to say it sucks because you didn't play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Kev Tutal then said he voted for project booty. That was the horrible arena vote. Um, and I'm just going to jump on over to discord, uh, for the man who's on the show today. Uh, thank you for commenting on discord there, Phil Billy, keeping the discord going. Oh, yeah. And you say, my vote this week has to go to Booty. Uh, I like how Neil described how there is many different ways to play. And I agree. I think he outpitched me last week. There was a couple of things that I wanted to add to my pitch that I just I bumbled. So, so Neil got me. Neil gets the you, first win in the new 52. So he, he is up 1-0. Good job, Neil. Uh, we you can definitely tell he was trying to step his game up on his was. pitch for the you you don't understand phil like when i talked about it last week like the face neil was making as like i read out the fact that he was losing the zelda game like you could you could just see <laughs> like in his face like like he he understood it but he's just like no i don't want to lose this one yeah. um so he wins number one we are gonna skip horrible arena for this episode of the podcast just because neil isn't here it wouldn't be quite fair uh, so w what I will say right now is again, because we're terrible at this, I forgot to state the criteria last week. Uh, so I'm just going to state it for this week. We're going to do it next week. And that is a multiplayer fo focused game, multiplayer focused game, anything you want, but multiplayer focused. So we will pitch for horrible arena, right? I've already got one. Uh, we will pitch for horrible arena next week. Um, but this week me and Phil are just going to have fun. Um, Kev Tutal then continued, gay podcasters confirmed. My conspiracy, <laughs> my conspiracy theories are proving true. Next, Phil Billy will admit he's a vegetarian who puts, puts on tinfoil hat. Uh, that's hysterical. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, Kev. Sorry to disappoint. Some meat. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> I'm too tall. It says uh, Pittsburgh is a nightmare to drive in, referring to our cold open. I can attest. I had a girlfriend attend college there. Then several years later, Hoffman, a friend of mine, went to college there as well. Uh, always hell driving there. And then finally, he says, I would go Series X now and pick up Games Pass later. There will be a time that new games won't play on the 1S. I would prepare for that sooner rather than later. I will just be over here on my PC swimming in games. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, as will the two of us. Yes. Shortly. Shortly you will too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're a little ahead on the fan traction because that's all the comments this week. So I could just go ahead and say uh, we are down five days before we build that Build that badass PC that I have. Uh, I've already gotten a couple of pieces of it, and I am just so excited, Phil. So excited. I'm excited to do another build. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, I 
didn't comment, but I do want to also second that, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh's driving sucks. I got <laughs> lost there on my motorcycle in the rain once, and it took me like 45 minutes to figure out how to get out of that stupid city because I accidentally <laughs> got like forced off on an exit into downtown that I was not trying to do on my way back from another location in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's so, the worst. Yeah, it was rough, especially being on a bike. Not no, I get like my anxiety level was through the roof. <laughs> yeah, I would believe that, man. Motorcycle makes it worse because you just, yeah, it's so easy to be, yeah, like you make the wrong turn and then all of a sudden you're really in trouble instead of a car. It, it gives you that false sense of security the car does, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, so that wraps up fan interaction for this week, with the exception of the fact that we should probably ask a question. Yeah, yeah, we should. I'm, Do I'm you gonna, have one? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a question. Um, you know, we just talked about it at the top of the thing. Kev Tutal says, vote with your wallet. Uh, I want to know how likely you are to vote with your wallet, not necessarily on Avengers, just in generally. Are you the person who's like, I'm going to skip that movie. It looks terrible no matter how much people are excited about it. I'm going to skip that game because the beta was bad no matter how much people want to play it. Like, Or are you going to buy it anyway? Uh, no judgment here. I just want to know uh, one way or the other because unfortunately, I mean, I'm kind of, I kind of run a channel, so I kind of have to be part of the conversation. <laughs> so, but I always kind of want to be part of that conversation even if it's a bad one, you know? Yeah, my only stance on it is like in a in a perfect world, I I totally agree. Vote with your wallet and stuff, but um, this is just unfortunately not a you have that you have that like this is like a very bad analogy, but it's like voting for an election where there's always that thing in the back of your head of yeah, I'm just one stupid vote. <laughs> what do I matter? You know? Right. Right. I mean. On top of that, too, just the, 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 the level of uh, social interaction via the Internet that exists right now, you, won't, you don't want to be the one person who doesn't know what's going on, you know? Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's going to wrap up Fanteraction. So let's go ahead and uh, right. move on to our first talking point. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right. So that brings us to our first talking point, and you guys know what we've got to talk about. There's no way we can't talk about this, as much as I'd love to avoid talking about this again, but we have to. Halo ha Infinite has been delayed. They have pushed it to 2021. It is no longer a launch game for the Series X, which not only puts the which not only puts this game in an interesting position, but it puts a series X in a real interesting position because as of right now, it really doesn't have any launch titles, but before no, we get, not the big ones anyways. Yeah, nothing big, but before we get into that, and I do want to get into that while we're talking about this, there's another thing I want to really cover. So, and this is kind of just for me and my point of view and stuff that I've mentioned before on the show. Like I've mentioned on the podcast how much I hate delays and how much I think we, we live in a culture where uh, – gaming culture anyway, where we've been like almost made to be okay with delays, um, and that's not always a good thing. Uh, with that being said, I actually think this was – 
the right kind of delay. Here's why. They never actually gave us a date. They never promised us a, delay, a date. They had said it was going to be a launch game for the Series X, but we don't have a date for the Series X yet, which is its own kind of shameful, but we don't. So we never had a date. We only had a window for this. So in my mind, there was nothing solidified. This is the kind of delay that I'm more okay with. One of the reasons that I ranted so much about the Cyberpunk one is two different times we had a date set in stone and that got pushed back months, not even just weeks, months. Um, they keep giving us these dates and then not meeting their expectations. For me, that is a big difference. It's the difference between a promise or even an oral contract to deliver something on a, at a certain time and, hey, I think this is about the time when we're going to have this done. Yeah, but I don't know. See, the, I, would know, I would agree with like a delay handled like this, okay. I think, is the better way to do it. However, right. you kind of said the thing that I'm going to say. Okay. They did lie because unless they're going to come out and say, oh, yeah, Xbox Series X isn't launching in 2020, which I can, I would bet a fortune that yeah. isn't going to happen. They did lie. So it's no different than this. I, while they didn't give a stone cold date, they said it was launching a launch title. They lied. It, it, it's no better. You can't, how can you defend that? Cause it, it's the same thing. I mean, I, it's not even that I'm really defending it. I mean, nothing's concrete on either one. Like even the console wasn't concrete. Like, yeah, sure. It's going to launch in 2020 and the other one isn't. And they thought they were going to launch together, but neither one of them said ever to us, this is the day this is coming out. So you never had, you never had that oral contract in my mind. And don't get me wrong. I, I don't necessarily think this is good for Xbox at all. And we'll get oh, into that. terrible. Yeah, we'll get into that. I'm not, I'm not saying this is a great thing. I'm really just, I just wanted to point out because I've so many times been so hard on delays, uh, whereas everybody else gets on Twitter and they're just like, delays are great. Like, they're not great. They told you something was going to come out and it didn't come out. Uh, this, you're right. They told us it was going to be a launch title and it's not going to be. And you're right. That is kind of a lie. But it's no bigger a lie to me than you giving us an approximation of when this is going to release rather than a concrete hard date for us to get excited for. There no, are, no, here's what I'm saying. There's no pre-orders. You, nobody has put money down towards either one of these, the system or the game, because you can't, because you can't do that till you have a date. Whereas right. the people for cyberpunk, they have had pre-orders since last year. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Sentiment. Yeah. If it hadn't been that this is their launch title and this was just a game, right coming out next year and they delayed it in this manner i would agree that if you're going to do a delay while it sucks that is the way to do it but right i i see what you're saying i'm not necessarily disagreeing with you but at the same time i think it's less severe because of the fact that like those people who put that money down on cyberpunk last year that money's just still in limbo until that game comes out whereas with this there's no money it's just it's just an approximation you know what i mean yeah, correct. And and that's that's another like financial wrongdoing. Not that this obviously is not happening with Cyberpunk, but what if what if uh uh Cyberpunk's developer 
uh, what you call it? Um, uh, CD Project Red. Yeah, Project Red. What if they just autom- all of a sudden, this is totally not happening, but went bankrupt, you know? Right. And like the game never came out. All those people who had put money down, they ain't getting it back. Let's face it. You I know, mean, it depends on the vendor, but I'm sure a lot of them wouldn't. GameStop or, wouldn't give that money. Or it back. would be a huge pain in the ass. Right. to get your money back you know well also in this environment you've got like a whole year has elapsed since that game went into pre-order like uh you could have a situation where the company that you put the pre-order within goes under you know like there are plenty of game stops dying right now and then you're not getting the money back you know yeah uh so i mean that's a that's a completely side issue but i just i just wanted to touch on that because i have been very vocally against delays here and i just i wanted to clarify why i've been so against them not because i don't want the game to be best it's not that i'm just sick of companies promising us stuff and then getting the pass when they don't deliver on that thing like fine just don't promise us the thing in the first place we won't yeah. we won't get upset with you like give us even when like i'm okay with the window and then the window gets pushed back i'm not okay with having a concrete date being two weeks away from that concrete date and then all of a sudden the game's four months away that's not fair that's not nice and everybody's just so okay with that that it bothers me um Okay, so now let's get into the mean agree to this. How bad is this for Xbox? I think it's just one of the worst things that could have ever happened to the system. Oh, it's ter- like I is I think I've made clear like I would love it if Xbox was going to win this because I do think they're the in my opinion a little bit more moral Right. Well, had been at least. Yeah, they've been a little flip floppy lately, but the original ideology seemed to be a little bit more consumer forward. Yeah, and and I had I even before this happened, I felt like uh, the way they're handling it, they're they're gonna lose. And now this like is as terrible as it sounds. It's like what's the point in even fighting anymore? You've just You've just thrown in every bit of artillery you had and you threw it away. They were all duds. Right. You, you got nothing. You got, you got an impressive on paper statistic system with some good hardware and, and nothing to go with it. Right. Right. I mean, I think it's going to be, yeah. Honestly, part of me thinks that they should delay the Series X. Because yeah, I, I, at this point, they're not going to win. No, the, it, it doesn't even matter at this point. Right. Like, it, part of me thinks they should just inevitably, like, just scrap the whole... I know this sounds crazy, but just scrap the whole thing and be like, you know what, we're not in the console war. and They can't do it. They're too deep, obviously. Right, but right. But, like, we're not even in the console war. We want you guys on our, you know, in our, what do they call it, ecosystem. And, and what we're going to do is we're going to put a badass SSD in the Xbox One X, and we're going to make it have, you know, good load times and and the – you know they can even do ray tracing if right, if they just right. upgraded some stuff in that box and just right. make it a competent 
system that's going to be good for games uh, for the foreseeable future. Obviously, everything is going to get right. outdated. Um, right. But And just be like, yeah, you're not buying our console to to compete with anybody else you're buying our console to be in the ecosystem that does have some great perks like you guys have discussed like yeah i mean games pass ultimate it 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 is the right way to do a digital service in in my opinion as opposed to like uh the the google stadia and Uh, yeah and stuff like that like, I think I, they're doing that right. I give them props yeah. for that, but everything else is just trash at this point. Can I, can I tell you, the biggest reason I think they del- should delay isn't even necessarily Halo Infinite. Um, because I still think they'll get, you know, the uh, Xbox diehards are going to buy Series X first, period. Um, oh, sure. And then, you know, it is still a powerful system on paper, so anybody just looking at the numbers is possibly going to get it. I don't think it's going to be enough to, like, tip the scales. But personally, I, I have to look back at the Switch release, okay? So, like, Nintendo, like, when we talk about the console war, you know, do we even really factor in Nintendo? And in yeah. fact... In fairness, they, they nearly outsell both of the systems with the Switch. And I feel like the reason we don't include them necessarily in the console war is what they did to distance it was they released the Switch middle of the generation uh, when there were no other boxes coming out. And I feel like the minute you position yourself to release against another competitor or whatever... Uh, that's when you're in the console war. I feel like if Xbox was like, you know what, we're not going to release till 2021. Uh, we're going to have a more powerful system than this one. And we're going to do our e- ideology then. I feel like at that point, they would be like, we're not even, we, we're not even recognizing PlayStation as a threat. Like whoever's going to buy PlayStation, buy PlayStation, whatever. We're going to sell it in a year because that's when we want to sell it. And whoever wants to buy it, buys it. Plus, you might get some people who might be a little bit unhappy with PlayStation Five if they if they adopted it, you know. Yeah, and I I agree. The problem I see with that is they're too deep. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's what I'm not a Nintendo person by any means, but that's one thing you can say Nintendo never did is they never tried to market themselves as a big boy. They just found a niche, you know, like well. It, I would probably disagree with you during the Wii 360 PlayStation 3 era because Wii oh, okay. was released Correct. right alongside of them. And it, it was definitely niche. It had the motion controls and all that. But I, I still feel like they were attempting to kind of step in the ring at that point. I feel like Switch was the one where they were like, we're just doing our own thing, you know? But, but And I agree with you. But even right. then, they never, like hardware-wise, they weren't trying to compete. That right. the Wii was nowhere near nowhere as near powerful it. as the You're Xbox right. 360 was or the PlayStation 30, yeah. you know, and and they didn't they didn't try to be their 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 niche was the motion controls back then, and now it's the fact that you have a portable and console system in one, right? Like that's what I think Nintendo kind of did right, right? Was that they they didn't pretend necessarily to be something they weren't no i guess they they definitely didn't try to punch above their weight class they just did their thing 
Um, and not always was that thing uh, was that thing ethical, but they did their thing and they did it their way. And it, it's really worked out for them. And I think that's, that's something that Xbox needs to consider because something they've been screaming from the rooftops, even though we all know it's not true is we're different from PlayStation. We do things differently and we don't care about the console war. Well, okay. Then put your money where your mouth is and just worry about your own shit. And see what happens you know what i mean like and i think that i think that pushing halo infinite is right because it had so much backlash after that showcase that you can't release your only like it's better to not release your launch window game than to release a shitty project uh product at this point you know yeah and i agree the the big like again to beat a dead horse the big problem right is that they didn't come at this even three months ago like this, you know, right. and you, it looks really freaking bad when you start back, well, not even backpedaling, but diverting, you know? Well, there, and there's no way that they're not losing a ton of money on this. I mean, you've got to, you've got to think with the consoles this close, like, and there's been some leaks on the internet that say that the consoles are going to be coming November 6th. So with the consoles that close, you got to know that there's marketing out there with Halo on it. There's exclusive console coloring probably with Halo on it. You know, like there's special edition consoles with Halo on it. And that's all scrapped. You can't sell any of that, you know. Uh, so that's, this is, this is really going to hurt them, I think, in the long run. Yeah, like, you know what I was thinking the other day? And, and I know this is not, this is more an Xbox thing than Halo. But why... Right. Uh, so Xbox is Microsoft, which is Windows, right? You know, yeah. it's PC. Yeah. Why have they not at this point just been like, you know what, we're we're not even competing in the console anymore and just try to market towards PC. PC gamers are big enough, like back in, you know, in the day, not even in the day, like, even five, ten years ago, PC right. gaming wasn't as big as it is now. You're right. Like, you can make tons of money not even selling a console anymore, just taking yourself out of it and just focus all your attention into putting Xbox on every PC, you know? Like, and then I, you don't I have to worry about it. I think, I think that problem kind of comes with the same thing me and Neil were talking about, last week and that is i don't think the general public like you're right the pc audience is bigger than it's ever been at the same time they still want the console people and the console people aren't ready there's a lot of them out there who don't understand how close consoles are to pcs already that the next step is is just like it's one step up the rung instead of seven you know what I mean? And I think the consoles that they're marketing are for those people because honestly, the Series X is a PC. Like when you look at it on paper, it's a PC that looks That's, that is like focused just on P yeah, playing games. Well, and streaming and stuff. But right. But my my answer to that would be is okay then, Microsoft, why don't you build this is the xbox gaming pc a pre-built system right and we're going to put this uh so you could buy this let's say they call it a pc console right. something 
new, right? So, so to try to get people who are nervous or whatever about the PC, you put it in to, you put console on the name of a PC, and then you never have to worry about making another system. What you do is once you start to get people from that console environment into your console PC, quote unquote, then you make upgrade paths for it. Right. So that way in the future when games are 18K or whatever the hell is going to come in the future, you're like, hey guys, look, this is this this new uh, GPU, a graphics card that you can plug in and make it like user friendly, you know, as far as building, like you, we both built a PC. We saw mm -hmm. it's really not that hard to do. They could even... Yeah take some of that money and simplify the process even yeah. more. Right. And I then, that. so in four or five years, when, when that console PC is becoming outdated, they're like, here's your upgrade path. You can spend, you know, 300 bucks and buy this kit to take you to the next level. Then, then you're just running. You're not having to redevelop the wheel. You're just throwing uh, components at it just like we're going to do with our pc in five years when it becomes outdated we're just you gonna know, buy the pieces we need you know yeah that's that's really not a bad idea i'm not exactly against that i we've got to move on this segment but i know that kevin is out there just like pumping his fist at everything you said <laughs> uh all right so i think we've covered that for the most part though so uh let's move on to our next topic Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our second talking point. We were going to... So just for everybody out there, I know we've talked about the Avengers beta probably more than we should, uh, and we weren't going to talk about it, but then Neil actually got into it, so he was able to play it. Fortunately, Neil could not make the show. However, he did send me a detailed uh, list of things that he found not so great about it, uh, so I figured I'd read that off and me and Phil Billy could just, you know, give us our, give you guys our point of view on it. Um, yeah. so <clears throat> this is stuff Neil noticed from the iron, the, uh, Avengers beta first Iron Man feels the worst to play as flying controls feel loose for how he should fly. Uh, and does in cuts comes, I don't know what that means. He must have autocrat. Uh, Melee doesn't feel right for him. Uh, then we switch to Thor. Thor is okay, but I saw him catch his hammer by the head like three times. Oh, a bug. <laughs> uh, Hulk feels good to navigate as, uh, but the jumps between things to navigate are most like he snaps to them. Uh, not, not that you're actually making the jumps. Captain America... Feels the best to play as. However, he has a move that lets him jump over dudes with shields. However, it only worked 40% of the time. And when it did work, the guys just immediately turned around anyway, so it didn't matter. Uh, there, were, there are dumb invisible walls, like walking through the woods as Hulk. He topples huge trees. However, there is a row of small trees like six foot high and spaced so that you can see the chest through them. I went to jump over the trees to get the chest and got high enough for sure, but not only did the trees not move, I hit the invisible wall, so I had to walk like 10 feet around them. Uh, didn't make much sense to me laugh out loud. 
Also with Hulk, the game tells you that you can climb on walls with scratches on them. It didn't put those scratches on a wall. It, I needed to climb to get to the aim base, so I wandered with no direction for a bit till I got frustrated and tried anyway, then got in. Black Widow is fine to play as. However, when you fight Taskmaster in that opening scene, as you get uh, as her, you get your ass beat. Did like three times in a row, didn't know what I was doing wrong. It's not until you manage to get him down to half health that the game tells you, oh yeah, you can also grapple and stuff to counter him. Would have been nice to know that beforehand. In general, there's a lot going on at all times, and the enemies kind of blend into the background. Uh, that and character models for the main characters look a little fuzzy at times. In the opening sequence, they are, uh, there is loot dropped occasionally. However, you can't grab any of it. Uh, uh -oh. So, a lot of these are bugs. Uh, I think, first of all, like... How serious does this sound to you? Well, so I've uh, I've watched a lot of um, other reviews and stuff on the beta, and I've heard a lot of what Neil talked about um, okay. from other sources too. So it, it collaborate it collaborates with them. Yeah. So the wall thing, I've from what I've seen, is a huge deal. Like these invisible walls, and and from what I heard from some other people, was it's not just with Hulk. The, there was one dude who just got stuck in a corner, like like it was like the wall let him in, and then okay. wouldn't let him out. Like a clipping he, issue. Yeah, and he had to quit out of the out of the game and and start that you know that section over again. Okay. Um. The I have heard that Iron Man's flying is crappy. Like I heard they put a ceiling on him. So like the one cool thing about Iron Man, well not the one cool thing, obviously there's a lot of cool things, but the fact that he can fly, it doesn't feel good, I guess, because um like you can't fly really high. They put right. like an invisible ceiling. So it takes away from the experience of being you know, Tony Stark in the suit. Right. Um, okay. So I think some of this stuff is definitely going to be fixed in a day one patch. I, I just want to say that right now. And I'm not saying Neil is alarmist. He did a great job noticing all this stuff. Um, but I think, I think there's a good amount of this that we're not going to see in the game when it releases. Um, the Iron Man stuff's probably definitely going to be there. Like, they can't fix that, I don't think. But I think a lot of the clipping, a lot of the bugs, the hammer hitting Thor's head, like, those are things that, that they could probably fix in a week or two, you know? Um, and this beta has been up for some time. They've been getting reports. I feel like some of that stuff's going to get fixed. I think the more distressing part is, like... <laughs> The characters blending into each other, I think, bothers me a little bit. Uh, and I really, I really dislike what you were talking about, which is that Iron Man doesn't play right. And I'm not an Iron Man fan. I don't plan on playing a ton of Iron Man, but there are tons of Iron Man fans out there who deserve a good character out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, all of this being said, 
I hate to say this. I'm still going to buy this game. I, I, I just want this game. Like I, my want has outweighed any uh, worries that it's going to be bad. And what's sad is like in my head, I'm like, this is going to be bad and I'm going to regret buying this, but I'm going to buy yeah. it. Like, <laughs> like it's just was, one of those things. I was all on board for this thing. Like when they, in, in theory, you got a roller like, coaster with this because you were I like, am, I want man. nothing to do with that shit. And then like, I showed you a certain thing and you're like, I'm all in, I'm buying that. I might pre-order it. And then we watched some like beta reviews and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no. Oh, that's exactly how this ride has been. And <laughs> let me touch on how you said the bugs you think will be fixed on a day one patch. Here's, I agree with you. While I always hate day one patches because I think yeah. it's lazy, but here's what scares me about that. So this beta is, uh, I think, I think I heard it was like not counting the multiplayer part with like the war room or whatever. I think it's like three hours worth of like playing if you explore you know right right here's what scares me is why are there bugs in the beta there's bugs so this is just a little tiny teeny tiny section that they're letting us play and there's bugs in it so what does what's gonna be in the rest of the game i mean like that's what kind of scares me about it I see what you're saying, but I mean, you release a beta to find bugs so that the, the, the game itself doesn't look that bad. You know what I mean? Like, like you release a beta to test your servers and to find bugs. Like that's what a beta is for. That's why any beta ever comes out. So like, in my opinion, it's serving its purpose. You're finding the bugs now and hopefully they can deal with it in all their areas instead of later. I think we're definitely going to run into some invisible walls. I think that's a bigger problem. I don't think they'll be able to fix everything, but I mean, just like some of this stuff, it's probably going to get programmed out before we see the, the, the initial, the actual game itself. Does that mean I think it's not going to be a disaster? No, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that some of this stuff's going to be going to be, pushed out but there there is something that you say that there could be even more in there that we haven't seen yet you know yeah i think what i'm where i'm at with it is i'm definitely going to play the beta when it comes to pc which coming at the end of this week i believe it's Um, first yes and then i think what i'll probably end up doing obviously i'll form my own opinions and judgments when i play and what i may do is I, I really want this game. Yeah. But I'm really nervous about it because they've so some reviewers have used some like trigger words <laughs> on me like like comparing the fighting to Marvel Ultimate Alliance like instantly like made me nervous <laughs> because while I played ultimate alliance one and two i was younger and i remember even back then like i loved the games however i never completed them because at a certain point in the game it would just feel like reskinned pawns thrown at me and i was just doing the same thing over and over to fight through them and i know that a lot of games like even some games i love that's really all they're doing Right, but they try to make it feel different, I guess. It, at least with like the environments, at least they're different and stuff. And 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 Ultimate Alliance is obviously a top-down, like 
dungeon crawl style so it's different than this but i'll form my own opinion on that and i think what i'll probably do is instead of being a day one adopter i'll probably watch this game like a hawk for like not too long like even it might only take me a week right you know because people are gonna cover this thing like crazy it's gonna it it's selling tons of pre-orders people are gonna be all over this thing Number one selling game on Xbox right now is pre-order for that game. I, I think that uh, I think that something to be mentioned is there is something to these games as service, uh, these live service games, uh, where I, I don't think any of them really release in the condition that anybody wants them to be in just because of what goes into them. Uh, yeah. so that being said, I think it's really going to be interesting to see how crystal dynamics handles the post launch release because you know, there's a right way and a wrong way. And like, I think, you know, destiny Two. not everybody loved destiny Two when it came out, you know, I think, oh, it got like a, not. I think it got like a 7.5 or an eight across the board. That's not like really like explosive or anything. It's not going to blow anybody's minds, but they stuck with it and they've made that game better for their fans. Anthem was, I think, like a six when it came out, and uh, they didn't stick with it. They went through a whole bunch of crap, and now they're trying to kind of like redo it. If Crystal Dynamics releases this game, uh, if it gets sevens, and it's just, it's okay. It's not bad. It's not terrible. And Crystal Dynamics sticks with it and continues to make it better, add characters, make, make it more interesting. I think you'll have a really good game. I think this is kind of set up to be one of those things where it's like a platform more than a game right off the bat, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they could really easily mess this up. So we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see where, where time takes us. And I, I, I will definitely be playing it right off the bat. I think the real decider for day one will be how much they're not showing us in, of drop zones, drop zones and war zones. You know, like, yeah, are the three or four missions that they showed us basically every mission that we're going to get in the game? Or are we going to get more variation? If we get more variation, I think that's going to make a lot of people happy and it'll be okay until such time as it gets better updates. Um, If it doesn't, then we're going to be in trouble. I think also the main story still from what everybody says, the main story still sounds good and everybody seems happy with it, you know? So that's something. Yeah. The, uh, the other things that make me a little bit, well, they make me a little nervous is like Neil likes to use the word cash grab. Yeah. This game is the definition oh, it, yeah. of a cash grab. Like, wow. It's they are sh- it's pulling shameless the, too. They're putting it on gum. Like mm-hmm. five gum is got their hands in this Verizon, Virgin Mobile, like holy crap you're just what's next like i'm gonna go buy charmin toilet paper and it's gonna have avengers on it like i mean in fairness though every one of the movies was like that anytime like ant-man comes out and there's a candy bar of them you know like and and that's but that's advertisement these are like promote they're paying money to you're getting extra skins if right. you buy the, like it's that's where it's different like that's just promoting something and like collectors uh, editions of shit but 
this is like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the, the Verizon stuff and the, the, like the, the 4g stuff like that, that stuff is blowing my mind. Like I didn't even know you could get like exclusives that way, but, but Hey, we got to move on. Uh, we're going to move on. I don't know if we're going to do what we're going to do quite next. So we're going to take a pause, figure that out, and we'll be right back. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right. So we're going to do something a little bit different because we're skipping the Horrible Arena this week. So me and Phil Billy, we want to talk about a third talking point. Uh, and this is one that, you know, probably Neil wouldn't have been able to get into. So uh, it's specialized just to, just to Phil Billy. Um, and that is grounded, man. First of all, our new show doing great. Everybody should check it, check it out. Grounded, uh, A S and B S and we Ain't scared, never been scared. Yeah. And we take on a lot of ants in the first episode. It is a lot of fun. Um, so that aside, that weird out of character plug aside, uh, grounded is building up to their first big update. Uh, they're it's going to be, we're going to see koi fish, koi ponds, maybe bees and wasps. Uh, Philly, you watched the interview with the person, so I'm going to toss it over to you. Yeah, um, well, number one, I want to say, like, I pretty much hate all developers. Like, as a rule, I think they're pretty much uh, all terrible businesses. But The, the Phil Billy Eeyore outlook on gaming. But you miss it when you're not on the show. <laughs> I really think that they're actually good people, like uh, over at Obsidian. Like they, yeah, just come across as like dudes I would hang out with. But anyways, yeah, um, I agree with that. I have not seen one shred of thing from them that has ever made me think that guy's a douche. You know, not once. Yeah, and they, and they like. Uh, they seem to in the interview they keep it real they they're not making promises that they don't intend to keep they're and they're telling us like for instance one of the things that i've talked to you about that we all you me and filthy phil who plays also like Mm -hmm. a fiend um (laughs) we've all agreed that it would be really cool if like since we all play together as of the way it works now uh Zach can't bring his character into my world. He can right. be in my world, but it's a separate character. Right. Well, they're talking about doing, and Zach, you know the word. What is the actual term for this? Uh, dedicated server. Yeah, uh, Basically, yeah. it means that, that you have access to your own server location, uh, and therefore any player who goes into that server location has access to it as well. Which would be like, it'd be awesome for this game and but what i liked was he's like yeah we are working on it uh we want it too he said it's difficult to do because of the fact that this game isn't complete like the way they're releasing it they're releasing it in chunks so like you're getting a little bit of story at a time over an extended time period which doesn't feel dirty at all because that's how it was you know, it wasn't lied about. It doesn't like, feel dirty because, right, they have told you up front from the beginning what they've been doing. You know what I mean? They didn't, they never hit anything. They were like, this is going to be incomplete. We're putting it in beta. We're going to give it to you chunk by chunk by chunk as we get it done. And, and what's cool is they've been doing a good job of, like, fixing bugs 
as mm-hmm. they come and listening to the community and they're they're being fairly quick on fixing them like i think the worst bug we had lasted maybe like maybe four days five days something you know like and, that. I, and i gotta give them some credit i've played some early access games this one has probably had the least amount of bugs that i've ever encountered in an early access game um or a game preview game like i i've been impressed with uh with that aspect of how well it just worked right off the bat uh there there were some bugs and they fixed them pretty fast too which which i enjoyed that yeah and nothing was like game breaking it was just more of an inconvenience you know the do thing was the worst thing i think it was but at least there was a way around it you could still play the game it wasn't screwed um but yeah so he talked about you know that stuff and he talked about there's going to be a lot more bugs and animals like Zach said, koi fish will be in the game. Um, they're going to, with those creatures, uh, it'll expand what you can build from them. Um, they're talking about new plants, new, uh, I, I think I heard granite was going to be something that you could uh, get in the game. I don't know what it's going to be used for, whether it be weapons or um, building materials or maybe both. Um, uh, wasps, bees, uh, they're going to unlock. The pond is like, if you guys have played the game, I'm sure you've seen the pond. It's totally changing. Like, I mean, it it's still going to be the pond, but there'll be lily pads and it'll get deeper and have areas in it with underwater traversal through new things you can make like a reed breather and i was uh, actually kind of surprised they went that way with the pond too like being the first thing that they decided to update such a such a heavy thing because water is tough so yeah i was, yeah. was kind of surprised that that was the way they decided because they could have very easily went different ways and still people would have been happy but for them to like get so heavy into the um into the pond i was i was kind of surprised yeah it's it's a it's just a cool game like you can so if you get to the edge of the current map you know it'll it'll have like caution tape there Uh but what's cool is you can actually jump the caution tape and go run around the world is complete but there's no like creatures in it yet but you can actually find these like uh what do they call them research bases yeah where burgle is yeah, the doors are locked. Right. But it's cool to explore because we're getting a sense of where some of these new updates are going to let us go. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that, I, that's something I really enjoy about this game is that there seems to be like always something to do and interesting in it. And I love the idea that as soon as you get done doing everything there is to do, they're going to be adding stuff. And I can't wait for new insects, even though they're going to be freaking flying. Flying, Phil. They're going to be flying. Mm. Yeah, but they're talking about a spear gun you can build. Right, right. Just when I heard that, though, like I was like, oh, man, seriously? (laughs) Like anything else. Give me grasshoppers. Give me weird beetles. Give me cockroaches. Anything. Not flying. But yes. Oh, the most exciting thing. Uh, on uh, Zach, you made the five things you wanted in grounded. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I threw that number six about um, a mode yeah. of transportation, like about they're doing that. 
Oh, that's they so cool. They didn't leak how they're doing it. So I don't know if it's going to be an insect or something you build or whatever, but they're talking about taming. The word he used was taming. Oh, yeah. I, I want taming in it so bad. And I want like, I want to be able to have pets. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. want to be able to have like a pet ant. I think that would just be so cool. So cool. Yeah, or have so like it opens an up farm, this. you know, like something <laughs> like that. That'd be great. Yeah, it opens up a bunch of questions of like, is it just gonna be that you can tame one ant and just ride him? Right. Is he gonna fight with you? Is he like alongside you? Is he going to you know, are you gonna be able to tame a bunch of small creatures? I don't know. It, are you gonna be just able to cool tame to... any creature? Like, can you tame a spider? You know? Oh man, that would be just like running around as hoops like xena warrior princess on yeah. a spider alley hoops yeah I, that that would be cool as hell like i'm very i'm very excited about it and since i've learned to do third person i'm even more excited about it yeah it's just that's a game i if you pitched that game to me i wouldn't really be interested in it but yeah. once i got into it it's really fun it's just that a, one gotcha yeah it's it's just a kind of more laid back um you know and this is something game. yeah this is something i've been talking about for a long time like and it's it's almost like i don't like the narration i like a game like this more because i don't have to worry about like figuring out who's talking to who or doing fetch quests or anything it's just like here's a playground go nuts and i i just that's my favorite thing to do it's my favorite thing to do and, um and you gotta give it props too. We've talked about this. Just how many different ways there are to get enjoyment out of it. Like yeah, you can yeah. Them, all three of us that play together, myself, Zach, and and Filthy Phil, we all play this game completely, completely different. different. Yeah, yeah. Like Phil, Phil, Filthy Phil's all about his base and and building it and making it, just tricking it out. Phil Billy just like hunts monsters, doesn't build any bases, just drops lean tos everywhere <laughs> on his map so that he can spawn anywhere he needs to. Just like running around with the best armor and stuff. Me, I'm like in between the two. I have kind of a weaker base, but it's uh, okay base. And I, I don't really explore. I just kind of like move around it and set very small attainable goals for myself. Like today I'm going to build a dew collector and like, it's just it's just very interesting to see everybody's way of playing. Um, we've got to wrap this segment up, but I want to ask you one fun fantasy question before we get off of it. One thing, one thing you can add to this game that hasn't already been talked about that's going to be added, what is it? Oh, man. I, they really did touch on so much that I already wanted. Like, was hoping for. I, custom character creation like you said but i don't yeah. think we're gonna get yeah, that we're never gonna get that the one thing i heard rumors about that i think would be really cool if they can do it right and i don't think the developers have actually touched on this was like so there's four playable characters right now mm -hmm. um i heard somebody say and i do agree with this i think it'd be really cool if like they had different skills for instance, like yeah. so you have like uh you have Max who's kinda like your jock kid, I guess. Right. Like so I, I think Allie's would, the, the jock, but yeah, I know what you mean. 
maybe he'd be like the be stronger like he does a little more damage and then you have pete who's like your nerdy kid so maybe he's uh i don't know better at i i would love a skill tree not just to build off that like not a super complex one because i think that would defeat the survival aspect of it but just like a, a little skill tree would be really nice yeah yeah um, I, I want to get fun with this, but I, I got to go technical and uh, it's actually kind of something you, that we were talking about, um, just like hanging out. And, uh, I would love to see like mixed set bonuses for armors. Um, or like, oh, yeah. or like being able to get a full set bonus from just like two pieces instead of all three. Um, you know, a little bit more akin to Monster Hunter so that we could get a little bit more creative with our loadouts and builds in this game. Uh, Just because right now, really you need a full set of an armor, depending on what you're trying to do, and a weapon. Like, I would love to have a little bit more build freedom for uh, your equipment. Totally can get on board with that. Yeah, yeah, I figured you would. Okay. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to odds and ends. Not a big odds and ends uh, uh, today, but uh, crazily enough, with only 15 minutes, Phil Billy put together three. So we're going to do them. Uh, Phil Billy, what's your odds and ends, man? Okay, so uh, I had remembered that you did a uh, first impressions on an open beta of Drake Hollow. Yeah. Maybe a month or two ago. And... You were excited for the game, and all of a sudden, the developers stated that it was like, wasn't the wording they used indefinitely delayed or something? They 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 uh they delayed it, yeah, indefinitely, which just basically means uh it, it wasn't indefinitely. I I'm not sure the wording. Basically, it means that they delayed it without a release date update. Like it was going to release September seventeenth. Then about five days before it's released, they were like, hey, we can't release it and we don't have a date. So there was a lot of rumors about what that was. Nobody really knows why. I'm in their Discord and they didn't really elaborate in there either. Uh, but yeah, it was delayed. Well, randomly, one of the YouTubers that I follow, I'm scrolling through my thing looking for something to listen to at work and i see drake hollow and it was like he was live streaming and i'm like what the heck so i hopped in and it turned out he had like some kind of access code from the developer and he was playing through uh, essentially a, a beta version but i started listening and he was talking like they're getting close like he yeah they people were asking him when it was coming out and it sounded like he wasn't able to he was on an nda so he couldn't say too much but right he said in the next few weeks don't be surprised if you see it drop and and that's amazing i i can't wait for this game to come out i think it's going to be a lot of fun i think it's one that you me and neil could play with and and have a lot of fun with um it's it's not it doesn't have so much of the survival stuff and grounded to where you're always kind of looking for stuff. Uh, it's, it's just, it's a really interesting, unique game that I can't wait to play. Yeah. It looked from what I saw him playing and your review though, it looked like because I'm open to like the grounded type of games now, I think I might actually find some enjoyment out of it. 
I'm gonna I'm broadening horizons one game at a time there, Phil. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, what's your next one, man? Because this is your show. I don't have any. So I had never heard of this game. I asked Zach; he had heard of it, but I saw yes. the developers of a game called Bio Mutant mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, dropped a. I think it was like a 12-minute like gameplay section thing. Dude, this game looks awesome. You play as like if you guys have never heard of this, just YouTube Bio Mutant. It looks so cool. It's like a, uh, I I know this sound. It's it's like a somewhat open world RPG. Yeah, and you get to make like this. It's like post apocalyptic, but instead of it being humans, they're like anthropomorphic creatures yeah. yeah what do you what would you call him like little like mouse ish well I, I believe he's actually a raccoon i'm not quite oh, sure okay. the character but uh yeah they're all mutant animals it's got a very teen, teenage mutant ninja turtles after the bomb sort of feel i i actually got really excited about this two years ago they did like an announcement trailer that just like i was like oh man that looks so great and I, i've really been excited for a while the only thing I'll say about this game that bumps me out is they've like been supposed to release it two years in a row and then they just keep pushing it back. Yeah, and unfortunately, the, this this new stuff that I saw, it, it did not come with a release date um, or even really a release year. They did state that they were in the optimizing, like that the game was done and they were doing testing essentially was what they were saying uh-huh. and fixing bugs and stuff. Right. So that could mean it's getting close. Maybe I w- I would we could love a re- hope for a 2021 release. I don't know. Yeah. I'd love a release date. I'd, I'd love a release date on that one. That would be great. Great to hear. And then I think you have one more. Oh yeah. So we all know GameStop is doing amazing kicking ass in the <laughs> stock market and to help out with this, they have now branded their own brand of hand sanitizer that you can go pick up at your local, if it's still in business, GameStop. And just to put a icing on the cake of why a game company would be, a game sales company would be selling hand sanitizer other than the fact of to prove that they're essential in the time of the pandemic is not backed by the <laughs> FDA whatsoever. It, it's like, it, it's, it's supposedly they got cleared because it's not going to kill you. So uh, it may not do its job and it may not be the safest thing to put on your skin, but, but you could pick it up at your local GameStop. <laughs> you know, to me, GameStop has become the modern-day gaming equivalent of that weird dude in the Old West who would, like, ride into town with a, a wooden wagon and sell people Coca-Cola for, like, $20 <laughs> a pop as, like, a cure for cancer. Like, that's, like, they are, like, the modern-day gaming equivalent of snake oil salesmen. Like, I, I also get an email from them every day that's ridiculous. Like, it'll be like, hey, uh, buy one game full price. We'll give you six. Six for free. You know? <laughs> it's just hilarious to me, especially when, like, you hear their, like, meetings and stuff, and they're pretending like everything's cool and right, stuff. And, right. and then they are just, like, 
it's it's literally like they have a dartboard of shit and they're just <laughs> throwing it at the wall and yeah. if it sticks they're gonna try it yeah yeah they are definitely some evil idiots i'll tell you that right now <laughs> just stupid and evil it's the worst combination ever because you can't even respect them you can't even be like no oh, that was evil but I got to give it up to you. It's like, you dumb fucking evil pricks. Like, seriously. like hand. They are nothing but a meme. Like, yeah. a meme that is hemorrhaging money. What if we, what if we stole a bunch of mail packets from a, a, a football stadium and we just, just, squo- just put it into a squeeze bottle and sold it as hand sanitizer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it amazes me that that's... Uh... That, that that is how GameStop is doing for you guys out there. If you were wondering, they're they're uh, they're doing great. All right. Well, that's odds and ends. Horrible gaming podcast. All right. So that brings us to the end of the show and the same shameless self promotion that goes along with it. Phil, you got anything specific you want to plug? Uh, check out if you haven't uh, our newest. Uh, let's play ish series uh, on grounded. It it's a lot of fun to do. It, it's just a good time. You don't have to like watch in any specific order because yeah, we're yeah. not doing it like that. But it's non-linear, non-linear. Yeah, but it's just uh, we basically just set little goals uh, or challenges for each other or both of us, and um, and we you get to watch us go through and do it and bullshit and. Have a good time. It's the show itself. I'm really proud of it, honestly, with you, just because I feel like the show reflects the game. Like it's really just a playground of a show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a very special plug. Uh, you know, obviously, I want you to watch everything we offer, but um, as of right now, whether you are listening or watching, the first ever episode of OMGW Tonight is on the channel, and that is a wrestling show uh, that I have painstakingly edited and put together using captured AI footage of WWE 2K16, their creation suite. I made all the wrestlers in it. Uh, A lot of the wrestlers reflect our biggest fans, our biggest contributors, and us ourselves. Um, and, uh, you know, put a cohesive storyline together. We got a lot of people to do voiceover work in it. Phil Billy does voiceover work in it. I do voiceover. Uh, Mark does voiceover work. Um, and we're just, I'm really proud of it. It's been a passion project of mine. I don't know if it's going to get a lot of views. We've put a, just, it's the, <laughs> the highest production value for something that probably won't ever pay off. Um, but me and Phil Billy, uh, do commentary for it. It's just really great. Please go check it out. It is a longer video, but just like put it on the TV, sit back and uh, watch some wrestling because in my opinion, it's the best wrestling on TV right now. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's fun to do, but please check it out because Zach has tons of time into it. And even just when we do commentary, we have about an hour per episode because we have to physically watch the whole thing. Yeah, I, I have to capture 
all of the episodes. I have to capture all the matches. Then I have to write everybody's lines. I have to edit it all together. And then Phil has to come over and we literally have to watch the episode from start to finish after it's all edited and do commentary on it, which I then have to add in post. So it is an ordeal, but uh, we and it's do- pretty funny too. It is pretty Some funny. I think it's super entertaining. Like for me, it's the best wrestling on TV. So I'm excited about it. Um, other than that, you can reach us on Facebook at Old Man Gaming DH, Twitter at Old Man Gaming Nine, of course, Discord. Join us. Uh, the link is in the description below. You can influence this and all of our shows from there. And we just like to talk to you guys. We're very social people, and uh, we just love to communicate with you um, and hear what you guys have to say. Um, and other than that, uh, as long as you guys keep watching and listening, we'll see you guys next week. Phil Billy, one more time, thank you so much, buddy, for, uh, for in the final hour stepping up and on the show. And actually, Neil texted me during the show, just wanted to say thank you himself to you. Uh, oh, for, no problem. For coming on and filling in. I appreciate it, and so does he. Um, yeah, and we'll see you guys next week. Later, old man fam. Okay. So before we decide what we're going to do next, who gets the Charmin Avengers skin and what is that skin, <laughs> right? Like, that's the best. Is it just like fucking Hulk covered in his own poop or like... No, he's just <laughs> mummified in toilet paper. Like, right. like when right. a shitty kid toilet papers your house, Hulk <laughs> just got toilet paper. I think it should be Black Widow and she uses the toilet paper to swing. From like, dude, like, inst- <laughs> dude, Spider-Man comes out and, and instead of web shooters, he literally just has like a toilet paper roller on his wrist and it just shoots like he just toilet papers enemies oh, so they can't the see. And then he goes and beats the shit out of them. I want, I want Xbox exclusive character to be Charmin man. Just like a completely <laughs> original character that's just covered in toilet paper. That's what he does. <laughs> See, if they listen to this, it's going to fucking happen now. <laughs>